Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Holy cow, I can't believe this is the first podcast of a 10-day trip. Oh, wow. You're recording. Yeah. We're Have live. Been. We're live. We're live. We are live. Just want to thank all the listeners of Born and Raised Audio Experience tuning in. Um, like I just said, this is day 10 of Wyoming with the hunting public, Aaron Warbritton and Ted Zangerly. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nailed it. Uh-huh. You guys listened to Ted last year when I joined Zach in Colorado, and he, he was on a couple podcasts. Warb, I think, maybe the Turkey Camp podcast. Was there a Turkey Camp yeah, podcast? Yeah, there was. There was a Turkey Camp podcast, yeah, a couple years back. Yeah. On Trent's first Eastern Turkey excursion. No, first turkey excursion. Oh, first turkey excursion, period. Yeah, I oh. think his turkey hunting experience prior to was high school... Maybe, yeah, that you was know, his maiden voyage. Grandma's there. house, feeder, you know. I see. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good time. Oh, we're coming to you live um, up high, about eight feet off the ground in the back of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile Command Studio. Yeah. The it's Beat awesome. Laboratory is. Uh, the Beat Laboratory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Legit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> We were all exhausted, beyond tired. Uh, I got Tyler here with us as well. And, um, yeah, the reason we have not recorded podcasts is we've been hunting our butts off. Hunting our butts off for 10 days straight. Yeah. Nothing but a blast. Grinding. It's been a lot of fun. This is like the best, hardest, worst elk hunt I've been on (laughs) in the sense of seeing the most elk I've probably ever seen on a hunt. It's frustrating, kind of. Yeah, it, it's it's hard not to like kind of get down a little bit. Yeah. But at the same sense, like we're in we're in a good situation for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean we've been in elk every day, either seeing them or hearing them. Lately, we've been hearing them more, but um, yeah, just being able to know that you're at least somewhat in the game all the time helps. Yeah, we should probably give people some context as to like where we're hunting. Yeah. This isn't a general unit in Wyoming. It's a limited draw yep i have a type nine tag limited draw limited entry tag and i uh drew it with seven points i believe and in the special draw so it was like 1300 dollars permit but howdy howdy you got all your arrows in your quiver still got all my arrows in my quiver dang it but i did draw in one. Oh, oh nice yeah not not big enough no or secure. Oh, it was nice, but just Paul, a tiny six. Paul wasn't eight. Paul wasn't behind me. Oh, to, yeah. So, oh well. Dang it! This is did, a did you guys get one? Nope. That's why you camped right here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. But you must have seen something. We did. Good. We we got on some elk and uh, then before we climbed up here, we heard a bull bugling just right up here on the hill. Yep, you guys will hear him from Cam. Nice. Uh, good deal. You guys, safe travels. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. Hopefully, oh, we'll see you. Hopefully we'll see you guys tomorrow with the dead elk. Yeah, same, same to you. Yep. All right, okay. have a good night.
This boy's hard at it. <laughs> yeah, they're coming out late. They, yeah, they're yeah, way yeah. up in there. Yeah. Way up in the wilderness where we can't go. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a bummer. What were we talking about? The unit? The area we were hunting? Well, I mean, that's kind of a, a good little segue there. Is we, we've met a couple guys, Tim and Paul Pearson, great guys, both originally from Oregon. Anyways, met them today and started talking. And the one handcuff that we've got hunting Wyoming as non-residents is we cannot hunt the wilderness area. That's right. We can go in all the other 49 states. Um, not all have elk, but right, you know. <laughs> and this particular unit is really good. The trophy quality is actually pretty high, and I could care less about that. I just want elk to hunt, and and it to be a good hunt. But we're actually pretty limited on the area where we can where we can hunt. Um, we haven't done any backpacking in overnight trips, just because all the land that we have access to is within two miles of of the road yeah and the biggest issue we found is that the access points are all low right they're all low in the creek bottoms and a lot of these elk are way up high in areas we can't hunt a lot yeah in areas that we can't hunt or right on the boundary of areas that we can't hunt so we find ourselves parking low in the morning and hiking up you know i don't know how many many feet in elevation we climbed the other day yeah i would say on average a thousand feet roughly Yeah. yeah. So it's it's been a time-consuming effort <clears throat> just to try to get to elk every day, but there's enough of them around, and it's open, broken country where we can glass and see elk from a distance. So. And I think that's kind of like segue of like why it's taken so long to hunt <coughs> is uh, or or not podcast is we've been up five five thirty in the morning. Yeah. We're not eating dinner till ten o'clock, and. Shoot, that one night we road bugled till midnight. Yeah. Till we finally got a spot to where we could go on the next morning. So, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, the cool thing, I would say, the one thing about this hunt, the variety of of terrain we've actually hunted. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've hunted glassing from a highway. We've hunted from a campground, you know, where people are, there's elk right behind the campground. And, yeah, and we've glassed we've, from a mountaintop to, or... When was that, yesterday? Yeah. 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 And they're out in the open. We've had big herds, like crazy number. I mean, they're 200 head in that oh, one yeah. herd. The Ted other. and I filmed a herd the day before season started with 400, probably close to 400 head of elk in it. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Which, wild. I don't know. It's like, do you hunt the open country where you can see them and they're big groups? Or do you hunt this thick timber stuff where you hear them and maybe see one? That's the issue is like in that open country where they have a lot of cows, they really don't have a need to bugle a whole lot because they can see everything. And so they're not talking much. And, you know, when you're bow hunting, it's hard to get close to that many eyeballs and noses. uh, Yeah. I mean, so we've had to do a lot of kind of combo hunts where you're spotting and stalking and then you're getting in, you're trying to get in tight to a bull's cows and then call to call to them within that bubble and get them to come in. But. Today was definitely different. We got into a little bit different terrain today where we could get in the timber with the, the elk and uh, force them to come looking for us, which is ideal when you're calling. But overall, it's been a great hunt. It's just rugged terrain, rocky, steep. Side hill, blow down, yep. you name it. We had some weather that rolled in mid, 
what was that day number like six? Day seven. Day, seven. day six. Afternoon of day six. Yeah. yeah. Afternoon day six. Snow five six inches up top and got clear down to seventeen degrees after the storm moved through. Ooh, yeah. And the biggest thing about that was the wind. Like we ran yeah. into several locals and one guy from the Forest Service, uh, John, he said. Uh, I'd recommend you guys getting out of here because people get stranded in this country. And it's not so much the roads, but the trees blocking. And he said it gets pretty dangerous. And it was windy as windy gets. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it was. So, yeah, it's it been, I, yeah, I think for me, I've, I've been fortunate to elk hunt in a lot of different places, a lot of different terrain, with a lot of different people. And this is one of the most unique hunts I've been on in the, in the sense of the number of elk we've seen the quality i mean there's just been some giants we've seen yes yeah, and really the difficulty bulls. of trying to get one killed yeah like they have not been vocal at all um and it's early in september but at the same time they just they haven't been bugling very much yeah and it's been interesting because we can see them so well like um the spot that we've been hunting the most where it started off the very first day they were kind of all bachelored up. Yeah, a group of no, six bulls. No cows around, really. Never bugled. And then throughout the week, it's just like continuously got more ruddy. Cows yeah. moved in. You know, it's just kind of interesting to see all that happen and be able to see it from yeah, the road. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see the spots where these big bulls are in in early September because it's very similar to mm -hmm. where we find big bucks yeah, back not, home. Not mature moving a bucks. whole lot either. Yeah, not moving a whole lot. They're in these little overlooked spots or these hidey holes where people don't ever mess with them. We glassed a few of those big bulls from a highway, major highway, and there's people driving by them all the time. But then you get to looking at where he's at, and you start thinking about, like, how in the heck you even get over there? you got to rappel on a cliff and cross yeah, a river yeah. and climb a cliff. <clears throat> Or you hike four to six miles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... That's the only two options that yeah. you got. And the hike is no joke. Like, straight up um, for four to 800 feet, depending on which bench you end up on. And then it's side hill rocks, nasty blowdown all the way to those elk. So, it's like, no wonder that there's a whole big group of these mature bulls that are, yep. that are living there early in the season. Yeah. They got good, really good escape right they there do. too yep. yeah they can see a long distance they're just really really hard to get at which is exactly what we find with mature whitetails you know yeah. until the rut kicks in and it's they pretty, let their guard down a bit it's pretty crazy because uh i remember when cody and i were driving in looking up this steep face and he's like oh man that's where we go that's where we're gonna find elk and i'm just thinking to myself like how do you even hunt that how do you get up there <laughs> how do you hike on the hat you know and sure enough we get to camp and aaron goes hey you know where i saw some bulls tonight <laughs> Yeah, so we had to strip down. The next morning was, uh, yeah. yeah, bright and early crossing that river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Across a waist-deep uh, river. Yeah, it's knee deep. Get down there. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeehaw. Ted, Ted had a really good plan. I mean, I, I thought the, the trash bag contractor bag uh -huh. with, the, the with your gear ties, they were literally like a pair of hip waders. I'm just like, dude, that's golden. Then you took a step in. Yeah, it's like, it, wait a second. Well, I think yeah. you. I took a step first. Right. There was a, immediately well, the rocks were so sharp, like there was immediately a hole in the bottom. Yeah. And like my feet just got soaking wet, so I was like, "Well, forget it. I'll just walk across." I didn't think it was going to be that bad. You know, Cody stripped right down to his to his boxers there, and 
I watch him cross the creek. I'm like, oh, that won't be that bad. Well, I didn't take into account Cody's probably a foot taller than I am. And I just <laughs> you about got, got washed oh, on down the creek, camera oh, and all. Up, yeah, up to my waist, and that was pretty cold. Yeah, yeah, between the eight crossings total, I was really surprised no one took a spill. Like, I almost yeah. did both times, you know, foot sliding and, yeah. Uh, the elk have not been – that's the thing is, like, it's a limited draw unit, and you can't get that far off the road. What, you, what three and a half miles, four miles is about I think as far as you deep, can get? Yeah, I mean, if even as if a you, crow flies. Yeah, but yeah. you're finding elk um, two miles from the road. However, the access is so difficult to get to them. A lot of times, it may take you the better part of the morning or the day to even get up there to where mm-hmm. they're at. Or two miles up, and then they're on the the border of wilderness. That's or right. Private. We've or had private. that happen multiple times. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's the, that's the hardest part is like literally having a bull bugling and standing there on this imaginary line that yes. you can't go. It's just made up. Hmm. Just it's, made up. You don't know if you're there or if you're not if you air, don't have you know. on X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, live and die by it on this hunt because the private, um, you oh, know, yeah. uh, wilderness boundaries, road systems, trying to figure out how um, I've spent... <laughs> I was trying to think, like, how many times I literally pull out my phone today and look at Onyx. Oh, yeah. It's that like was one thing five, I, was, five I was surprised to see how much you guys actually use that. To, like, every play you guys think about doing is through Onyx. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the only thing. Next 100 yards, we're going to look. We're gonna pull up Onyx, and we're going to look at what the train's like, and this is how we're going to go about it. And I, yep. that's something that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's just, and it, like, kind of talking to you guys, how you deer hunt. And how you approach deer was some similarities, but then you look at the scale factor of the oh, country, yeah. and that was the biggest noticeable difference. Because mm-hmm. you guys, now this is your second elk hunt. This is your, you've elk hunted a few different times. Yep. Yeah. My and first elk hunt Wyoming. Yeah, and Tyler's first My ever. first elk hunt, yeah. First elk hunt ever. Ever. That's rad. Yeah. Nice. No, the, on the drive up here when we left New Mexico scouting, we stopped, stayed a night in Colorado, and we were setting, setting the, the atlas up. And uh, he heard a. He's like, "Dude, I think I just heard a chuckle." And I stopped listening, heard a cow, and I'm like, "Grab the camera." We went up there and got in a scream fest with a bull and this burn right before dark. And that was like, that's the first bull I've ever heard bugle. That's and it was like sprinted <laughs> up this hill, and Cody's just bugling his head off, and these bulls were going nuts, and all the cows were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. It was last couple of days here. They've been they've been screaming a little bit more, just mm-hmm. intermittently. You know, we haven't got into a full blown rut fest. Well, I guess we kind of did that day after the storm. Yeah. You know, we kind of got in the middle of two bulls and a bunch of cows, and it was pretty crazy there for a few minutes, and just yeah. about got a shot there. But man, it's just been close call after close call after close call. Yeah. Three different bulls within 50 yards today. None of them got an arrow. But Ted, how mad were you when that bull <coughs> turned around and walked off? No, very mad. Pissed. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was just <laughs> obscenity. <laughs> obscenity again. Obscenity. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, uh, yeah. What uh, I don't remember what I said. Something. I'm like, we gotta change something because this ain't something. working. <laughs> we gotta do something. <laughs> <laughs> Both times it came into like 30 and walked away. Yeah. That so one, I don't know. The second bull denied, I, I, 
I misread where he was going to be. And, you know, we both thought he was over the ridge. And by the time we were making the move to the ridge, he was already on this side. And then we were kind of caught. We had a pond right there. And it's like, where do you, you know, run. We went running back. Like, I literally took yeah. off sprinting, uh-huh. trying to get back, get some wind right. And Yeah, the thing just, you know, they both of them came in and sort of hung up. And just stood there in one spot, and they raked, and the, the first bull just fed around, you know, but they wouldn't commit all the way in. I mean, even to the point where they would be able to see you calling, because that's how we're setting up, you know. Yeah. Callers is usually 40 to 80 yards behind me and Ted, mm-hmm. um, so that the bull comes through our setup, but they're stopping even short of that for whatever reason. Yeah, it might be one to kind of play with that. I mean... Usually I like to, the terrain and the vegetation dictate that distance. You know, the yeah. thicker it is, the closer we're together because that bull's going to the sound. And if we get too far off, like. He could come by out of range come, or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, so that's, it was an interesting, the first setup today, I was uh, at little dumper duty sitting on yeah. the log. <laughs> you guys uh-huh. took off heading up and wore, meow, meow. And I heard the bull bugle, and I, like, I literally am, like, sitting there going, you know, you guys are, like, 80 yards away already. And then you took off walking, and I'm like, I hope he heard that bull. I hope he heard that bull. And then I cow called, and he, and, and that's when I'm like, he had to hear that. Because the first one I heard was just like a, Just out of his bed. Just yeah. bugled out yeah. of his bed, heard it. And, but that that's was it. a unique setup because I was so far back, I kind of, like, got to play that wandering elk you know yeah. kind of into the setup instead of like the stationary yeah and i thought for sure that was going to work i i mean when right. i came up and saw you guys and heard where he was at i'm just like he's got to be 45 yards like it's just waiting for a branch or something like that the first one acted like a classic hung up turkey does for us walk down yeah. that open and just, just strike them up and then they maybe they maybe move a little bit your direction but then they're just going to stand there and gobble and strut and want, want you to go to them. Yeah. You know, and that's what he did. He just fed around in circles, bugling, wanting you to walk up there to him. And, and eventually he got bored with it and he walked off. Yeah. The second bull, he came from a long way. He yeah. was coming. Like when we heard him, he was 250, maybe 200 yards yeah. or over the ridge at the point of the ridge, wherever. And then boom, he was right there. But he didn't commit all the way. He stopped short for whatever mm-hmm. reason. How many steps was that one, more? 30. 30 steps. Now, how many steps uh, that he needed to take for you to shoot? Oh, the, the first bull was probably two or three yards, and the second bull was like two feet. Two feet. His head was in the opening. His head and his antlers was in the opening that I could shoot. So close. And then he, he turned his head, looked back, all the way back behind him, and then he turned dead away walking and walked straight away. If he just would have walked parallel sideways, I'd have had a 30-yard shot. Were you at full draw? No, I wasn't yet because I had another tree. I was going to I was going to wait until – and his head was in the opening. I was going to wait until his head because he, he wasn't moving fast through there where yeah. you could, like, anticipate and draw yeah. ahead. He was just creeping through there. Yeah. I'm like, as soon as his vitals get in the opening, his head's going to be behind a tree. I'm going to draw – and if I have to stop him, I'll mew at the same time. And then I'll yeah. have him. So, but it didn't work. Either one of them. And both Ted and I, uh, it was thick enough that we were actually able to move up on the bulls, both of them, after we saw them. First one came to 50. 
And then he just stood there and fed and bugled in the same spot, but he, he kept putting his head down and getting behind trees and stuff. So every time he would, me and Ted would shuffle up a few feet at a time. And I got right up there within bow range of him, and he just needed to make one mistake and walk into an opening. He didn't do it. And the same thing happened with the second one. He started raking a tree at 45 yards. As soon as he did, I was like, let's get up there. Let's move up just a little bit more, you know, because at that point he could have went two different directions and really put us in a bind. But either way, been a lot of fun. Got really, really, really close. Really close. Dang it. Explain We've been your... too close too many times to <laughs> not have it happen. Yeah. Explain your uh, your raking branch when Warb and Ted were trying to move up. How you oh. how you did that? Yeah, I just I was down on my knees in the snow freezing <laughs> and uh that that bull i didn't have an i looked around and there's this like just a sapling coming out right here like this so i just i grabbed it and swung it over to the closest tree and i just <laughs> while i was in the ground what was it just about in his face it was <laughs> all the branches were just breaking right over my yeah. face and hitting me on the head so it was pretty funny. i kind of like geez yeah i get i think tyler experienced me when i was like you know i'm just yeah. like so hyper focused on like i get ultra way. sensitive on to what's going on and like trying to figure out how to kill oh, this yeah. bull well especially when it's like you're working the whole time to get to that one opportunity and don't want anything to mess it up yeah. high pressure situation yeah but, that's like last know. night i think i had nine days of frustration of not getting a bull mm-hmm. and then finally when we got one fired up i just came in like a wrecking ball and tried to crush his life and he did not like that <laughs> <laughs> he said see ya see ya he was not pran- too pran- many times prancing in the meadow mm-hmm. yeah i will say i think like video wise we've had just some like every day just win seeing elk or bugle you know I mean, oh we've oh, we yeah. filmed it's some giant like elk we've yeah. i think th- yeah this whole series is just going to be awesome yeah a lot of yeah. footage so. Won't give a, won't give away everything yet, but no. Hopefully we'll a lot find of cool that stuff. slob tomorrow there, Warb. Every uh, bull that comes in, Warb goes, No, oh, this one's afraid. There's a bigger one here beating that one up. I, I, yeah, they are. Oh, they based are. on the rubs and what I'm seeing. Yeah. 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 They are. But I don't care. I mean if they no, if I, they walk yeah, in, no. I don't care if they're you know, three year old five points or just some freaking monstrosity. <laughs> so wait, so tomorrow's the eleventh. Yeah. So I got to peel out. We got a couple more days that I can. Yep. So tomorrow, you know, we kill and then we hang out and have a good time, reminisce, and then 13th would, I take off. That would be ideal. Tomorrow's the day. We keep saying today is the day. I'm saying tomorrow is the day. Yes, because the hunting of today yeah. is now complete. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There is no more today. There yeah. is no more today. <laughs> There's only tomorrow now. Yeah, and this Hopefully is... Hopefully we uh, can get on. We got elk bugling outside of camp right now. Yeah. So. I just, I, I really appreciate when I kind of halfway invited myself on this hunt. I'm glad oh, yeah. that you were uh, all game. No, nah, man. I want to learn as much as I can about elk hunting because I've only mm-hmm. been a couple times. And uh, that's the one part of it, the calling aspect of it that is real interesting to me. And you guys do it all the time. So learning a ton. Yeah, I think I think your guys' uh, knowledge base in the whitetail and turkey woods, you cross it over in this, and like you said, you grow the scale of it, and you guys are going to just be rock-solid elk hunters, no doubt. I hope so. Hopefully we can be by tomorrow. Was that a bull? 
Yeah, it was. Or was... Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, bells. Oh, maybe bells it's the, on the horses. On the horses. Yeah, to keep the to keep the bears away. Yeah. Ted Ted had the best. <laughs> Ted's look. like, oh, oh, Lord goes, man, look at that a bear tore on that tree, and he's like, no, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a grizzly, and the look <laughs> on Ted's face at that time. Ted goes, huh? <laughs> Did you bring your spray with you? Oh yeah. You made fun of me for bringing the spray. Are you sure it's not back at the main camp in the <laughs> oh, tent? I got her. Oh, you got, got her. her. Are you, you going to strap on? Got her in a little spot. Only me knows about. Well, if you hear me getting my leg ripped off, I might come over there and spray the dang thing. That'd be all we'll right. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, did, today in the snow, looking at some of those tracks, I was going, that is a... And I think they're melted out. It's the biggest thing. Oh, that's why they look big. That's why yeah. they look big. Well, yeah. I mean, that guy we talked to today said there's some in his backyard, and he doesn't live too far. No, and he was packing a 10 millimeter. Yeah. But he lives in Wyoming, and he packs it every day. That's just every day. And the other guy had bear spray on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and Tim, good guys. Yeah. Hopefully they'll protect us should the bears arrive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. I think we've kind of chatted through this hunt a little bit. We're going to get another podcast in after we kill one tomorrow. And uh, Optimism. Yeah. Being positive, man. Um, I would just say to all those listeners, by the time you hear this, um, just keep your thoughts. It'll already be passed, but keep your thoughts and prayers out for all the families in Oregon that we know of that are affected with all the wildfires. It's been... Touch and go, just getting updates and all. Shoot, I've had a couple friends lose their homes and a couple more evacuated, and it's just a scary time. So um, crazy what the world is in the state of the U.S. right now. Yeah. But uh, we're being blessed to be out here and share all camp with you guys. But if you guys want to find out more about the hunting public, and if you haven't heard of them, you're living under a rock, uh, YouTube, you guys have a podcast, Instagram, TikTok, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, we're even on that talk, bro. <laughs> on that talk, bro. We're on the talk. Yeah, I've been trying. Trent Unreal. just like has no no interest whatsoever. Yeah. I've kind of put some things up, but yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, definitely. I don't have too much interest in it, but I I'm running it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like it, dude. Don't lie. No, I don't. You like it? It ain't gonna matter. Trump's about to take it away. getting crazy (laughs) all right thanks again for listening tuning into the born and raised audio experience